everyone, welcome back to the Emotional Health Podcast, another episode coming to you on a Monday. Hope you're all doing well and had a good week. It was great to have another interview episode last week and the week before that we were looking at anxiety and today we are going to be looking at the power of thoughts. So we're going to be thinking a bit about thinking. (laughs) We're going to be thinking about thoughts. We're going to be talking about what thoughts are and also why I am talking about them being powerful. So yeah, settle in and let's get started. Okay, so this might be weird to say, but talking about thoughts is honestly one of my favourite things to do. Um, it's a session that I get really excited to teach. It get, It's a session that I just love. I love talking about it anyway. And I love talking about it with friends and family and just helping people realise actually how important the way they think is. And I just, I just love talking about it. So I, I'm very excited to do this episode. Um, so why are we talking about thoughts? Why is it something that I clearly get quite passionate about? Um, and what is it about thoughts that, yeah, make them so powerful? So Uh, I thought what it'd be good to do first is to kind of read out a little definition um, of basically what thoughts are. And I was, you know, it's it's defined by a lot of things, basically. But the University of Minnesota came up with a really fab way of describing it. Um, And so I'm going to read that out to you now. It says, thoughts are mental cognitions, our ideas, opinions and beliefs about ourselves and the world around us. They include the perspectives we bring to any situation or experience that colour our point of view for better, for worse or neutral. So I really like that. So it's basically thoughts are the way we think is the it's basically like the words that go around our head. It's the things you think every single day, um, whether it be your basic ordinary thoughts or your big what are we doing here in life kind of thoughts. And like I said, it can kind of alter our situation and our experience, the way we think about things. And our thoughts can be subjected to also our beliefs um, as well. They can kind of be our core beliefs that can influence the way we think and lots of different things. And I recently read somewhere that apparently the average human, I, I don't know how they found this out, but the average human thinks between 20,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day, which is insane. I wonder if I'd ask that question, what the kind of number you would have come up with when I ask it for my young people, ask them, how many thoughts do you think we think a day there? Normally say something in the hundreds. Um, one person did go a million and I was like, okay, well then, <laughs> overshot it. It's not going to be as impressive now. Um, but 20 to 60,000 thoughts a day is a lot. And if I was to ask you, which thoughts can you remember? Would you be able to remember that many? Probably not. And that's because most of the thoughts we think we don't need to remember. They're so basic and so mundane that actually we don't need to think about it. But what we think influences so much of what we do. The University of Minnesota also go on to talk about how thoughts can, yeah, impact our life a little bit. And I really like what they say. So they said, an example of a long-lived thought is an attitude which develops as thoughts are repeated over and over and reinforced. So they're talking about our thoughts can become, I guess, part of our belief, part of, they use the word attitude, which when I think of attitude, I think about 
I don't know, a parent telling off a teenager for having attitude. I definitely have flashbacks of my own mum <laughs> giving me... I probably did have attitude. Um, but it's more of the way you view things. It shapes more of how you respond to things, of how you react to things. And they say that is shaped by the thoughts that you repeat over and over again and are reinforced. And it, or they also say, while thoughts are shaped by life experiences, genetics and education, they are generally under conscious control. In other words, if you are aware of your thoughts and attitudes, you can choose to change them. So this is really interesting. And this is why I love talking about it, because most of the time people feel that their thoughts are out of their control. They often come to me being like, oh, I'm just stuck in this overthinking rut or... I'm thinking the same thing over and over again and I just can't control the way I think. And I think that's true in a sense. I think that we can forget that we are in control of our thoughts. I think we can allow our thoughts to take control of us. But we can reverse that control. We can choose to change them. Because yes, they're shaped by lots of things and our experiences and everything like that. But we are still in conscious control of changing those thoughts we can still change them. So what this is saying is that thoughts can shape the lives we live. It can change so much for us. The way we think can determine the way we live our life. So to help put this into context of how it works, it would be helpful to talk to you about something called the thought cycle. I've used this for every single person that I meet with to do my sessions with or if I'm explaining anxiety or anything to do with emotional health because thoughts play a part in every single emotion that we feel and so understanding this thought cycle is again very important. So this is also going to be another one where sometimes it's hard to explain without a visual so if you go to the description of this episode I'm going to include a link Um, which will show what I'm talking about in this episode. And I'm sure I'll put something up on the Instagram as well. So do go there if you need to visualise it. But if you're in a space where you can grab a pen and paper or even write down a note, I think that could be really helpful for you. But the thought cycle, what is it? So the thought cycle has four main components to it. And that is situations, thoughts, feelings and actions. So I'm going to really briefly take you through each one. It may be fairly self-explanatory, but it's always worth going through it. So first of all, situation. What's going on? Where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? What's happening? So what I'm doing at the moment is I'm recording an emotional health podcast. I am sat on my bed. It's grey and rainy outside so I can sort of talk about what's going on what's the current sort of situation right now that is what's going on for me you might want to look around yourself and ask like yeah what's my current situation so this is really important because it's obviously key to sort of look at okay where am I when I'm potentially experiencing something that's not great But I'm going to come to more why also the situation part can be really helpful for us. So then after situation, we you want to almost imagine it's an arrow pointing down to thoughts. So our situation, in any situation, we have certain thoughts about it. So that's the next part. The cycle, the thought cycle is thoughts. Shocker. But in any situation, we have certain thoughts about it. And this can be influenced by 
you know, what's going on for us that day, what we've experienced. It could be influenced by our core beliefs. For example, if you have a core belief that um, I'm not lovable or I'm not wanted, let's say if that was a negative core belief you held about yourself, if the situation was someone was inviting you somewhere, your initial thought might be, why do they want to hang out with me? Is this a trick? Whereas someone whose maybe core belief is I am lovable and people want to be friends with me, which is a positive core belief. When someone invites them somewhere, that's the situation, that's what's happening. Maybe their initial thought is, oh, that's really nice. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that would be nice to do. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Instead of questioning the decision. So that's just a really quick example of how core beliefs can affect maybe the automatic thoughts that we have. So this is thinking about that. So in a situation, what is the first thing that you think about? And this is really important because, again, we can see a connection between the way that we think in particular situations. You might be noticing a pattern every single time I walk into this classroom, I think this thing, or every time I see this person, I think this thing. So that's really key to sort of understand if there's any connections to that. But our thoughts impact how we feel. Now, this is the bit where I talk really about the power of thoughts. So our thoughts impact the way that we feel. So I want to do a quick exercise with you that basically gets you to recognise this. So I want you to think about a positive memory that you have. It could be any sort of time. I'll do an example for me. Positive memory for me is my wedding day. And... It was a great day. I obviously got married. It's kind of the point of wedding days. It was really fun. My, one of my favourite memories of that day is just seeing the dance floor completely packed the whole evening. I, one of my main worries the wedding day was that it was going to be boring and I just did not want a boring wedding. And just seeing everyone dancing on the dance floor. We had a conga going. My brother did the worm in the middle of the dance floor. Just It was just so much fun and it was just so cool to see it so lively and everyone dancing and that was just my favourite part of the whole day, apart from obviously getting married and all, all that jazz. Um, and when I think about this memory, I start smiling. I feel happy I feel warm, it just, it makes me feel very content and it's just, it's a positive memory, it's a happy memory for me. So I want you to think about your positive memory and sort of think about what, notice the feelings it brings up for you. And then we're going to do the opposite. I want you to now think about a negative memory that you hold. So it can go as deep as you want for this and obviously you don't need to share it. But I want you to think about it and I'll share one for me. So a negative memory for me is just over two years ago, we had to put my cat down. She was called Bambi. I think she was 14, 15. And she just got very, very poorly and lost a lot of weight. And um, yeah, she just had to be put down. But that was honestly one of the hardest things, you know, I think I've experienced. It was, you know, sometimes feel silly over a cat but actually she was a she was very important she was always there on my bed and um yeah she just made it made us laugh and yeah loved her very much and so thinking about the memory whew, it makes me like it gets me like in my chest I feel all choked up um I notice I start I do start feeling a bit teary when I think about it um 
I remember the feeling of driving the car, holding her to take her to the vet. And basically, I notice I start feeling sad. I, I miss her. I, I just feel sad that we're not, she's not here anymore. So the reason I do this is not just to suddenly make you feel really miserable or suddenly go from happiness to misery, but to show you how powerful your thoughts are. Because I'm not in a situation at the moment where I'm, you know, in a situation where I'm particularly feeling like I need to be feeling like I did when it was my wedding dance floor kind of thing. That was like high point of happiness. But I'm also not in a situation where I'm feeling a sense of loss or I'm in a situation that promotes me particularly to feel really sad. Yet I felt those emotions just then. You may have heard it in my voice. I definitely felt it. And that's to show, like I said, how powerful your thoughts are, that it doesn't matter what situation you're in, but the way you think about something or what you are focusing on or what your thoughts are in that moment will determine how you feel. And so it's really good to be aware of the way you are thinking and how that is altering and impacting the way you feel. A bit like how when you think about a certain memory... I often, it's often when we maybe think about something you did that was cringy or embarrassing before and you get that sense of, oh, it's always the worst moments that happens when you're just about to fall asleep and suddenly an embarrassing memory comes up in your mind and it literally makes you shiver. (laughs) I'm sure we've all been there. It's literally the worst. So thoughts affect how we feel. So we've got a situation. Um, In any situation, we have certain thoughts about it. Thoughts impact how we feel and then our feelings impact the way that we act. So this is quite a simple one, but how we feel, um, just, yeah, it can decide kind of how we're going to act in that situation or what we're going to do. For example, when I feel motivated, energised, happy, I'm maybe more likely to get on with recording a podcast episode or I'm more likely to do the workout that I plan to do or I'm more likely to do the washing or that kind of thing and so I'm more likely to do those things. When I'm feeling a bit rubbish, a bit sad, low, anxious maybe, I tend to not do those things. I tend to just want to sit on the sofa, grab a cup of tea, grab chocolate and re-watch the office for the billionth time. And hey, I'm definitely not saying that is a bad thing to do. We all need those days. But actually, I know that for me, when I'm feeling not so great, the best thing for me to do is to do a workout, is to go outside for a walk, is to do get things off my to-do list so I feel accomplished and I've achieved something. But it's just my feeling in that moment didn't want me to do that. It's funny that, isn't it? So our feelings, they don't determine the way we act because absolutely, even though I'm feeling rubbish, I can still choose to do something. And actually, we're going to cover that in later episodes, how we can use that to our advantage in terms of helping us to feel better. But it does have a big impact. It can lead us to acting in one way or another. And then our actions can reinforce the way that we think. So this is kind of taking us back to the other week episode when we talked about anxiety 
And we talked about how you can enter a cycle of anxiety when we avoid something and then our brain learns to associate that to a threat or a danger. So it means the next time we're in that situation, that same thought will come up again. So then we enter the cycle. So a situation, so the, probably the main three are the thoughts, feelings, the actions. Situation is something that can kind of just happen. So, but we have a situation and any situation, we have the main three. We have a thought, we have a feeling and we have an action. So from this cycle, we can see that our thoughts can hold a lot of power and they can completely change the way you experience something. So, for example, with anxiety, when we sometimes experience anxiety, it's because we know that our body is perceiving a threat. Which means the way we're thinking about something can determine whether we believe it's going to be a danger or not. So that's why our thoughts can be very powerful, especially when it comes to anxiety, because even if we are in a situation that is not dangerous, such as giving a presentation or going to a party or whatever it might be, walking into the coffee shop, doing the shopping, going outside, meeting someone. So even though the situation is not dangerous in itself, the way you are thinking about that situation can promote your body to go into that fight or flight response because your brain is going to trust the way you are thinking and the way you are thinking about it. So I want to give you an example of this. It's something I give in my sessions and I think it can be quite helpful. And it's an example of a theme park. So there are two people that walk into a theme park. One of them, so the same theme park, same day, they're literally walking in together. So let's say it's Thought Park. Or actually Alton Towers. I haven't been to Alton Towers. But let's say it's Alton Towers. Or Paulton's Park. Anyway, a theme park <laughs> we're going to. It doesn't really matter which one. Two people are going to a theme park. One person, so that's the situation, is they're walking into a theme park. The first person is thinking, this is going to be a great day. I can't wait to go on the rides. I wonder which one we're going to go on first. This is going to be a lot of fun. I bet it will be scary at points, but I know it's going to be fun. They're thinking about that on some way. They might be imagining themselves on the rides. They might be planning out their route, but they're thinking about all the ways it's going to be positive. Whereas the person next to them, who's also walking into the situation, exact same situation, exact same theme park, they might be thinking oh, but what if it isn't fun? I'm, I'm not going to enjoy this. What if something goes wrong on the ride? What if we're stuck there? Sometimes things go wrong on rides. What if that happens to me? Oh no, oh gosh, this isn't going to be good. And then the way they think will impact the way they feel. So the first person, like I said, is thinking those positive things, so they're likely to feel happy, excited, maybe a bit scared, but that's kind of part of the adrenaline and just motivated and energised, you know, they've got full of energy um, that they're feeling and excitement. And then that causes them to want to go on the rides. They're queuing up, they're, you know, planning out their route, they're checking the times of to get the shortest line. And then they have a good time. If they're experienced, if they go on the ride and have fun, then that proves that thought that roller coasters and theme parks are fun whereas the other person was thinking those negative things and was already starting to think of potential threats in that situation 
And so their body is going to start feeling anxious. They're going to start feeling worried, scared. Maybe a bit upset that they're there. And that will influence them. That will not, like we said, doesn't determine because they can still choose to go on it if they want to. You can override your feelings with your actions, but it will influence. So it's likely that they're going to not go on the rides. They're just going to wait around for everyone else. And that will reinforce that thought that theme parks are not fun because actually they didn't have a good time. So that's to show how the exact same situation for two people can be experienced in completely different ways. It's because the way you're thinking about it will determine the way you feel about it and then potentially the way you respond to it. So ultimately... It determines what happens in your life. Because we think our, our life is made up of our actions, of what we do, whether we choose to get out of bed in the morning, whether we choose to enrol on that uni course, whether we choose to accept the job promotion. Our life is full of our actions and what we do. And our actions are influenced by our feelings and our feelings are influenced by our thoughts. And that is why our thoughts are so powerful. And that is why it's really important that we come to know and understand the kind of thoughts that we are thinking, because it's our thoughts that can determine and influence the rest of our life, how we live our life, which is crazy. Just these little thoughts that go around our heads, even sometimes we don't even notice them. They're the things that are, yeah, determining what we do. And this is the same for any emotion, not just anxiety. The thought cycle is really helpful when it comes to think about low mood or self-esteem or stress. Those things do happen and those things are influenced by the way we think. So, you know, with the theme park, okay, there's actual sort of maybe threats there. You know, we know that there's a bit of adrenaline and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's understandable and you don't have to go on a roller coaster. It's not part of life that you have to go on a theme park obviously you've not experienced life to the full not that at all but it can happen in even more seemingly chilled situations for example you could be at home um and it could be your really safe space but you're feeling really anxious and you may have experienced that kind of thing you may be in a situation that you know is safe you know is fine Maybe it's school, maybe it's uh, at your home, at a friend's house, at a relative's house. You know, maybe it's at the local club or wherever it might be. And of course, some of those situations aren't going to be safe for everyone. And that's, that's a different thing. But thinking about, you know, if you're experiencing anxiety in your safe space, it can fill your heart. Because it's like, well, this, surely this is my safe space. And it's common that people, you know, they often come to me and they say, why why am I feeling anxious here? You know, I've no reason to feel anxious here. I used to feel anxious a lot at home also. But that wasn't because of my home environment. That was because of what I was thinking about. So you may want to look at your thoughts in that moment. Are your thoughts focused on your present moment? Or are they thinking about that presentation that you've got to do next week? Are they focusing on what you said to that person last week that you regret? Are they thinking about what other people are doing right now? Is it thinking about 
whether you are going to be successful in your career in five years time. Because your feelings don't align with what your current situation is. Your feelings align with your thoughts and what you're thinking about, as we've seen already. So this is a really quick view at why thoughts are powerful. And just to help you recognise them and hopefully help you to notice it more. Notice how your thoughts maybe influence the way you do your day, just your everyday things. And so I'd really encourage you to start keeping a thoughts diary. And what I mean by that is, is there a particular emotion that you're struggling with or general bad thoughts that you think you're struggling with? And I want you to start writing them down. And it doesn't have to be a dear diary, you know, XOXO moment. It could be really simple. And I'll include an example of a thoughts diary that you can keep in the episode bio. So you can go take a look at that and have a look at it. But I'd encourage you just to be writing down any time you particularly have a thought that you think is quite negative or a feeling that you've had that's quite negative and write what was happening. So first of all, write what was the situation? Use the thought cycle. So what was the situation? Where were you? What were you doing? Again, bullet point, keywords, doesn't have to be full sentences. Then write about what were you thinking about in that moment? And this takes a bit of practice. It can be weird to start thinking back over your thoughts. It takes a lot of thinking. Um, But a good question to ask yourself is why were you feeling this way in that moment? And that sometimes asking yourself why can help you to maybe gather the kind of thing you were thinking about. But do practice, you know, even just not in negative emotions, but just when you're walking around your day, start to focus back on your thoughts and notice what you're thinking. You know, we might not even notice our thoughts that are going on. So just practice noticing them. And when you get used to it, start writing them down when you think it's relevant. And then your feelings. So how does that make you feel? Sad, anxious, happy, excited, whatever it was. And then your actions. What do you do because of it? Start to notice if your thoughts are having an impact again on the way you're acting. You know, were you feeling sad? Were you thinking about something that was making you feel sad? Then, you know, did you choose to not go out for your run that morning? Because then we can start to see those spirals. We can start to see the things that have a bit of a knock-on effect. Oh, because we didn't go outside for a walk, you then were thinking, oh, you know, I failed today because I didn't get out of my exercise. That makes you feel worse. And we can see how these spirals happen. And you start to see how your thinking and your thoughts feel out of control. And therefore the feelings you're feeling feel out of control. But I want you to know that we can control the way we think. We can manage it. Our thoughts are not, you know, completely, you know out of what we are able to control. And we're going to look at that in a future episode. We're going to think about what do we do about these thoughts? So, okay, great, Lucy. I'm noticing all these unhelpful thoughts. I'm thinking, thank you. That's um, wonderful. <laughs> no, you won't be thinking that. But it's really important, as always, that this all of this stuff is never a quick fix thing. But it is simple, but you just need to take it slowly. So making sure you're taking time to notice the kind of thoughts you're thinking, being aware of them. Because even that awareness, again, that can just unlock so much for you. That can help you to realise and already start to alter things for yourself. But in future episodes, we're going to look at what we're going to do, chat about actually how we start to change the way we think. 
because like I said we do have control over it and so actually it's really important for us to learn ways to manage that so if you want to learn more about that keep um, listening in to the episode subscribe to us whatever you are currently listening to your podcast and I hope this has been really helpful for you um, like I said it's just about bringing awareness to how powerful your thoughts are and a little bit of education of why they are so powerful and why they're so important so I'd encourage you to start that diary do reach out on Instagram or email if you've got any further questions about it. And as I said, we're going to be covering future episodes more about how we manage those thoughts and also about the actions part of that thought cycle too. So this is really helpful for anxiety, but also for lots of different emotions as well. So I hope you guys have a really, really fab week. Uh, we, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening and just all your support. It just, it means the absolute world. And I'm loving doing this. So I'm hoping you're enjoying listening too. So if you haven't already, do give us a review. You can review us on Apple Podcasts. I think you can do it on Spotify as well, but you have to go through a little route, but can't quite remember how we do that. Um, but wherever you can leave a review, that'd be really, really helpful. And share us on social media as well. Share this episode if you think it would be helpful for people to hear. So yeah, speak to you guys soon. Bye.